Ramblers get ramblin'. Okay, I I wish I could be washing my lungs with bleach, but <laughs> unfortunately, I'm on well water here. But Ramos Ramos is actually getting the bleach therapy because municipal water has bleach in it to kill bacteria. Chlorine is one of the ingredients, and so when you, he comes in from his jog and he takes a hot shower, that hot steam entering his lungs is. <laughs> putting bleach into his lungs in small amounts, and it might be protecting him from the virus. Nice. Who knows? Nice. That in combination with this copious amounts of whiskey have uh, protected me so far. So that's good. Well, well that, yeah, that's the other thing. Remember about 10 years ago, people were like inhaling alcohol at the bars? <laughs> yes. They came out with that. Or and putting it, was a, it in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big controversy. <laughs> putting it up your ass. About, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so alcohol people could be <laughs> yeah. off one for the team <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well that anyway not even yeah. a minute in yeah. just trying to talk about you know it's it's like i didn't see the actual uh briefing I, I and I and I'm gonna say I hope to God that he didn't actually say that. Um, but you know it's his fault because he's so fucking, you know. Uh, I don't know. He's just lost, like, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's so incoher- incoherent. He seems like yeah. he's just like he doesn't filter. He doesn't filter enough, and like something, you know. Even people yeah, who have great thoughts, which I'm not saying he does, but let's give him some credit, at, at least for as a human being, you probably hit 50% of the time. So great. So sometimes he'll say some something that has wisdom, as we all do. But sometimes if you don't censor, you're going to say stuff that's just like a thought running to your head. You have to have a lot of bad thoughts to have like a good thought. Mm-hmm. And like that one should have probably remained in the vault. Uh, <laughs> from what I gathered, uh, from what I gathered, it was not necessarily implying that there was supposed to be an injection, but like musing about the possibilities that Clorox could bring. And then, you know, when, when yeah, I, I saw the I saw the briefing and I just took it as, you know, some random speculation as, you know, maybe some of this stuff could be some of this information could be applied in other ways. I think he did mention injections and stuff like that, but it just seemed like, you know, random speculation of somebody yeah, which, who's just which you shouldn't do on a national, you know, at a national press conference. You you we we all have to, you know, like come on. But yeah. But but I'm sure that he's not advocating for people injecting themselves with Clorox. But when you're a public figure, you know that's what happens. So you got to be careful. What did what did come out when he asked Dr. Deborah and put her on the spot if he th- if she thought any of this stuff had merit? She said, "Well, heat. We know heat kills the virus with fever." 
And I thought that it was interesting that that Trump's ridiculous statement, that's what it took for her to to say that. And, you know, I got sick earlier this year and I had a terrible fever and I was better in about a day and I let the fever run. It was like a, a little over 103 degrees and nobody's dying from fever. You know, it's they're dying because of their lungs. And so, I mean, if you got sick, what I'd recommend or if I got sick, I would go, I'd bet on the fever. But the problem with endorsing fever is it's your, your own immune system killing the virus and nobody can make any money off of your own immune system. Well, also there is the possibility of brain damage. Uh, if your fever gets too high, mm-hmm. there is, I mean, yeah. I, I know what you're saying that the, the fever, what you're saying is the fever is, is, is not a symptom. Uh, um, the fever is not, it is a symptom. The fever is not part of the disease as much as it is the body's reaction to try and kill it off. So, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, by yeah. taking fever reducers, you're impairing your own immune system. And I mean, I'll take, I, everyone's got to make their own decisions because the experts don't know, but I'll take my chances with a high fever and brain damage or whatever, rather than, uh, you know, having my lungs fail and be on a ventilator. And of course, if you are going to let your fever run, you should have somebody there monitoring you and taking your temperature and talking to you to to make sure you continue to be lucid, you know, and that they're ready to administer, you know, a fever reducer if need be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So so like I a complete I I would probably let, you know, hopefully I never have to find out, but I would probably let the fever go a little bit and then see what it can do. But, but, uh, I, yeah, definitely take the temperature all the time. You, there's a certain point where you're just like, maybe you can catch a sweet spot, you know, like, like you lower it just enough that it's still high, but like still, you know, uh, you know, so it, it, this is, there's so many different theories being thrown out there that it's crazy now. Like, like yeah, so many, at, the, like, at the end of the day, it's you who's going to be on the ventilator potentially or dead. So we and we don't have <laughs> definitive information of what the best thing to do is. So you better just make your own decisions, you know, look at the look at the information and as best you can and make your own decisions. You, you know what to do. And you're not like uh, you don't have your head up the up your ass if <laughs> if you get sick. So, so yeah, everybody's going to have their own strategies for it. And, and, uh, you know, and, and I think that what it comes down to is, um, finding a treatment at this point, that's going to make people feel comfortable that if they do manage, you know, if they do happen to get it, then they can be treated fairly easily. And, and I don't think we're at that point right now, especially if you're an older person. So it's scary. It's it's very scary. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll ever be at that point if you're an older person because remember the regular flu kills a lot of old people every year and we've been trying for a hundred years to come up with treatments for the flu. Yeah, well, I you know, I mean, I I, I know some people who are dealing with it and and um, it's it's not easy and hopefully everything turns out okay for them and and uh you know we'll we'll just you have to hope um and 
and then you know just kind of keep taking the precautions i know i have extreme i have really dry hands it was actually painful midweek uh i i already naturally have dry hands um so so like this is it but like keep washing your hands and then keep avoiding uh contact with people and keep avoiding you know be careful of things that a lot of different people touch and 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 that's you know basically it but yeah dry uh, moisturizer has become like a, a a great thing for me i just moisturize constantly now and and um just trying to get my hands back to normal uh you know what? What about you guys? How how are you handling things? Any any new developments, Vic? How how are you doing? I know you uh, you were dealing with uh, something my, else. Yeah, my uh, eye. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I since we last talked, I went to the eye doctor. Um, I believe it was Monday, and virtually. No, I went there. I physically went oh, okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 open their office for emergencies. So I went there on Monday. Um, he thinks that I have a bunch of allergic, a bunch of allergies to like eye drops, and now I'm down to like just a couple more that I could take. So I'm, I was on two different ones. Um, by Wednesday, or by by Thursday, um. I called him back because my eye was swelling up. So, I mean, my, my, my right eye looks like, I, I, you know, like Rocky. So I figured, you know, let me, let me go to the, uh, let me go to the eye doctor. And so I, uh, so I called and he said, stop taking the eye drops. Um, he gave me antibiotics, which I started taking on Thursday. Um, so I've been on them for a couple of days now and my eye is still pretty swollen, but, uh, but it's not it's not bloodshot at all anymore. So, you know, I think right. I'm hopefully so I'll end. Well, what about you? Anything going on? Um. Well, when I lost my great uncle this week to the virus, so I'm a little sad. You know, um, he he was in uh an older like a nursing home, but a more active nursing home. Um. So he was 94 and very healthy. So that's kind of sad. It just like took him. So, wow. yeah. And, I'm sorry, Lauren. Yeah, thanks. He was my 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 only great uncle left. left and he was my dad's uncle. And he, he was always like smiling and he was always in the, I, I think he was the one always wearing the Easter Bunny outfit and the Santa Claus outfit when I was little. At the parties, at the family get-togethers in the basement, um, and and so he had like he, he loved life. So it's it's sad, but just gotta keep trucking along and um, you know, following up with family tomorrow and seeing how they're doing. Yeah. So without go without going into too much detail, because you know it's personal information. Um, what was where was he at the, you know at the time like what, what what was the situation he was i think he was in an adult like a older adult like home. not like a nursing home he wasn't sickly the place to really right. busy and active um assist 
living, probably assisted living. Yeah, uh, it, was, where, where, it wasn't uh, for sick people. It was assisted living. And right. There were, there were, you know, workers there and, and I believe like, you know, special attire, like nurse attire. Um, he wasn't sick. He wasn't sick. He was, he was happy, go lucky. And, and um, it was in New York. That's horrible. Oh, that's so horrible. That's so, I, I bet you there's a lot of stories like that too yeah. going on, like other other people. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's 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 sad. So, um, that's happening. And what else? Uh, my well, I've just been eating like terrible. So. <laughs> Vic and I, and like my blood pressure, like so you know, bad. you know how you know how you've got you guys know me. I've well, been you- the same weight. I've 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 been the same for a very long time. <laughs> um, mm. not anymore. So yeah. so I am totally. Uh, Vic and I are totally on the now the cleaner, healthier lifestyle bandwagon, starting today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did the food shopping. And we we cooked a healthy dinner, and oh my god! And it, I'm, and I'm satisfied. I have to say, I'm satisfied. You know, um, past few weeks since we've been home, all I want to do is eat. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know? and it's, I it's, think it's, that's everybody. It's everybody. You just want to eat. You can't do anything else. What else can you do? And 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 like my feet are hurting and. I'm cooking a lot and cleaning a lot and I'm eating a lot and I'm not moving how I should. And I know better. I told, I totally know better. And I'm just like, let's get pizza. Let's bake a cake. Let's, let's snack late. Let's do whatever we want, you know? And, and I feel like I deserve it because the kids all week have school. That is exhausting. It's, 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 it's not yeah. easy. They, I don't know, people... And you're a teacher. Pa- oh, yeah. Yeah, but parents... Can you imagine? Parents what? know that this is not easy. Maybe someone from the outside looking in would be like, oh, that sounds easy. It's it's awful. It's awful. So, so... I bet. I bet I've heard stories of uh, people, you know, with kids in the house, and the kids are, like, rambunctious, and they, the kids get cabin fever, and... I, I know yesterday I was watching, uh, Lindsay and I, we were watching the Beastie Boys. They have like a new um, thing about their story. It's like they talk about their story it was on Apple TV. And uh, I was watching that and it ended around 1230. And I ate, I, I snuck a couple of chocolate chip cookies at 1230. So, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it happens. The, the theory is, you know, if you're going to eat a cheeseburger and fries, we've been kind of making the burgers the cheeseburgers at, at home and the fries, put them in the oven and have our fries with a side of tomatoes. And that meal in itself, if you get it in the diner, is more fattening than if you make it at home because in the diner, their job is for you to keep coming back. So they load it up with lard. They load it up with salt. They, yeah. You know, some places even put sugar in their pizza oh, wow. and, and stuff to, like, keep, oh. you, to keep you coming back. Excuse so, like... If you do it at home, then you have control over the ingredients. And nobody's saying it's healthy to eat a cheeseburger and fries. That's not what I'm claiming. But you're probably better off cooking it yourself where you have control of over the ingredients than you are ordering yeah. in. So if 
if that's a concern, that would be something I would recommend. We've been doing, we had, you know, mac and cheese. We've had some cheeseburgers. Yeah. We've had fries. We've had frozen pizza from like, uh, you know, Ivorone's had some frozen pizzas that were good. Fresh Direct has some- You're an Ivorone's oh, guy. I, I, I did, I, we did a curbside pickup and we had a bunch of Ivorone's. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and it was, you know, good pasta, good sauce, good pizza, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not the healthiest stuff. I can't say that I'm sitting here eating, uh, you know, a healthy diet. That's not the case. But uh, if, if you're worried about the, what takeout is doing then maybe try and recreate some of those things at home and it's just as good i find well yeah. if you get from those well, I, places i don't think i don't think there's any reason to worry about your weight because in a couple of weeks we're going to have mass starvation and you can slim <laughs> down that what? yeah, well, <laughs> yeah those, those meat packing those meat packing places are closing well here's yeah. here's the whole here's something that it's not okay. It's it's also that Vic and I are eating meat and cheese, and we've incorporated eggs. We've incorporated this into our diet now, and now that we're home, um, and we're not working, that's where the weight gain happened. It it happened three weeks in. So our our clothing is not keeping us in check. So for three weeks, the first three weeks, I was making lists on things I had to do all day. And the kids were having like this elective schoolwork, which I was doing with them. And that was still grueling. It was like two and a half hours a day. I had this list of things to do. And I was, I was on a roll. And after three weeks, I was like, I am killing myself. And, and with that, the regular schoolwork started. The, the whole 8.30 to 4.30 schoolwork load. And after that, I was like, I deserve I deserve this. I deserve to snack. I deserve to make a cake and eat it with my family. Um, I deserve to make this and that. And so that's where the weight gains in my two weeks, five weeks in now, uh, it, the weight gain happened over the last two weeks. And it, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's like 12 pounds or more. Yeah. So, so it's the chicken and the, the meat, it's the, I don't know, is it the portions? I don't know what it is, but it's not what we're really used to eating. So we're cleaning up our diet. Like we already did it. We had asparagus soup tonight, which came out really good. I pulled out the cookbooks. We made yep. a list. We made meals we're going to make. We had toasted bread in the oven with soup. And then I had popcorn after with the girls watching Stranger Things. So and then tomorrow I have what we're making for breakfast in my head. And I'm on a roll now because it's so, bad. Yeah. So it's we have bad. A, Vic and I gained a lot of weight. We have a blueprint. We have a blueprint. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, good. Yeah. That, sound, that sounds good. I mean, this it's new for everybody. So, like, everybody's having a different, like, reaction to things and and uh yeah yeah the the other thing is you guys are lucky you have a backyard so maybe you know moving around in the backyard might burn off some calories a little bit and, yeah. and you don't have to be around people guess what we saw in the backyard uh, today? oh god a huge ass 
bear. We've never seen a bear this way. Okay. This thing was huge. The bear could barely walk. Yeah. Its back legs were, it was making itself just move along, right? Yeah. I was like, look at him. He could barely walk. Yeah. And then huge. he's using the trees to scratch his back okay. and then scratch his neck on another tree. This, it had to be 500 pounds, mm-hmm. at least yeah. 500 pounds. Brown bear. Karina yeah. took a pic, and I'm going to send it to you guys it's, uh, on her um tablet. I'm going to send it to you guys. It, and it's looking right at Karina from yeah. so far away. I was like, They're yeah, really you, got, you got the best shot. Yeah. Um, So, but otherwise, the yard is fun. Yeah. Then, then we have some neighbors across the way. I don't know if they're, I really think that the owner who rents it on weekends kind of found somebody where he lives in Brooklyn or Queens and was like, hey, do you need to get away? And, and they made an agreement because he knows he can't rent it out to weekenders anymore. That's not allowed. So they've been there about two, two to three weeks, right? The same family. So they're long-term renters to get away from New York. That's what I'm thinking. And I looked, so first we see the bear. Right. Then we go food trapping. Yeah. Right. Then we come back and I see the family, only the kid. He's about three. He's out there by himself. And they have this little fire pit, gas propane fire pit through the ground. And there's like a little setup for if you want to have a bonfire and stuff. And I know it's off because I don't see smoke. But here's this kid, like, filling up water, dumping it into that little fire pit thing. I'm like, what the? Then I'm thinking he's by himself. There's a bear. And there's a bear. And there's nobody in sight. There's nobody on the deck. There's nobody at the back doorway. There's nobody on the lawn chairs. He's by himself. And there's this huge-ass bear. And I'm thinking, like, people people really think they their kids are safe. But that's one thing. My kids are always like, can we go outside and swing? And then you can be watching from the kitchen. And I'm like, no, I got to be out there sitting, you know, listening to the music, whatever. But I got to be out there watching you because you never know. Yeah. And I never saw a bear that big now. So today, they're at, okay, the bears we've seen, eh, you know. They're rinky-dink compared to this one. I will never let my kids out there by themselves again after seeing that bear walk through through the backyard. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. You got bears and kids. <laughs> bears and kids no. don't mix. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, like, how did that bear get so big? I keep asking Vic because a friend of mine saw a bear with its cubs, and it had four cubs. And we've seen a bear with three cubs. So that bear could have been pregnant with four cubs. It was that big. It, it could big. barely move. It was big. I mean, what? Like, so maybe it was pregnant. And and he, and if that's the case, you really want to stay yeah, away from it. Yeah, you want to stay away from it. Oh, yeah, it's in fight or flight <laughs> mode. I, I, bet, I bet it could move faster than it appears if it wanted to, though. Yeah. Yeah. This thing, Probably. I've never yeah. seen a bear move so slow. It, it was laboring. It's back legs. It could barely move. It wasn't hurt either. It was just carrying all this weight. A lot of weight. I've never seen. I, like, yeah. What happened to that? <laughs> well, is it from hibernation? Maybe, maybe, uh, 
maybe leave out some uh, formula for it for the next time, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually second-guessing throwing out, like, you know, uh, fruit and stuff, you know? We usually throw fruit that has gone oh. bad or vegetables yeah. that are off, you know? We'll throw it out in the front or back yard, yards to, you know, feed the deer. But, but wait, <laughs> I don't want to attract the wait, bear. I got a funny story, guys. Listen to this. So, so we've been throwing out like scraps of vegetables for the deer. And all of a sudden one night, no, no, I've been seeing these two squirrels, by the way, now that I'm home, I'm seeing these two squirrels. They're like on crack. Okay. They move so fast that both of them and they're a dynamic duo. They are in the yard together. They, they dash across the yard. Like, I can't even explain how fast it. Like they're on speed. It It's like they're on speed. Like they just took speed. It's 20 times faster than a New York squirrel would move. And the squirrels up here are kind of slow. I've seen them. They're very cautious. And then I scare them and they leave. And that's like, you know, on the weekends. But now that I'm home all day, I see these two and they're a duo. Okay. So they're moving like speed. So one night, all night, there there are animals in the attic. Like you hear boom, 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 boom. the 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 ceiling is shaking. Okay, uh, you just hear this fast movement, and all night long I'm up and I'm googling what it could be. It could be a flying squirrel. It could be a raccoons because it's nighttime. And I, all these possums, all these animals. And I'm thinking, no, 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 Whatever it was, it wasn't heavy. It was light and fast moving. And I'm thinking, it's the freaking squirrels, okay? So, and it's maybe because we're feeding the deer. So the food is nearby the house. And now the squirrel found its way in the vent, in the attic vent. So now I'm like, Vic, we can't feed the deer anymore. And if we do, we have to put the food like way far away from the house. Um, so, so I'm starting to throw away more food like banana peels and stuff. And I'm, I'm really, you know, worried. And that day I have a brain, a brain fart, not a brain fart, a brainstorm. I bought this gopher. Oh, listen to this. I bought this gopher poison last year. There was a skunk, okay, a, a female and a male, and they had a family under our deck. And it was smelling. Every night at midnight, you'd see the skunks travel every night. Like, they, these animals have patterns. So a couple, couple weekends in a row, I was up past midnight, and the lights are on, and it's summer, and I'm in the sunroom, and I'm catching the skunk walking. It, they're cute. They're cute as hell. But then they're having a family. And it smells. So I throw some gopher poison under there. And it smells like rotten eggs like the next week. Because I killed them. <laughs> I killed them. And, and I didn't mean to kill them. But they were digging holes. And they were living under living. Like bringing food in. It was gross. So I killed them. So, so it's recorded. It's on tape. Okay, I killed skunk there. So now with the, these squirrels up in the attic, I'm like, they can't come back. They, they will come back because they know how. 
and they liked it up there. Maybe it was warm. I don't know, but they were freaking out up there because they couldn't get out because it was dark. I think they were freaking out because they just couldn't get out. Yeah. So I went up there and I threw this gopher poison that I saved. And, and we, (laughs) it gets good. So now See, John, that answers your question. She could definitely go out there and shoot a deer. No problem. If we need to eat. So, so not even shoot one for fun. I was a vegan for 10 years, but you know what? If you start to tamper with a house, Okay, and and you could chew wires, and we the whole house would go up in flames. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. I'm sorry. So because that's what they do, they start to eat at things, and you don't know what they're doing up there. And and the moment they learn how to get in, that's it. They know, and there's no opening, so they squeeze through. So I threw the poison up there the, early the next morning. I, you could still hear them; they were up there. So I threw the poison. Okay, now. I only see from that day on, I only see one squirrel out there running like they're on speed. There's only one. I killed one. I killed one up there. (laughs) So I think it's funny, but it's not funny. I took his friend out, but you know what? It, it, it was definitely them two, and I definitely killed one because <laughs> they're not the dynamic duo anymore. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it, it, this, it took a turn. The whole, the whole discussion took a turn, but yeah. Like you yeah. have. Who knew, we, we started out on coronavirus and it got darker <laughs> than that. So. Oh, it got darker than coronavirus. <laughs> it really did. Like, no. But it like because, like you know what is what is the Looney Tunes character that moves this? What it would no? Uh, uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Roadrunner. What? Speedy Gonzalez. Oh. Roadrunner. Yeah. Both. both yeah. The Roadrunner though. Road they they moved like the Roadrunner, and so I knew that they were that was them up there. That was them. Sounded like Tasmanian Devil. And they can't they, they can't come back. They could. They, on a happier on a, on a happier note, guys, um, I have noticed that the birds have been louder, and since there aren't less, since there aren't as many people around, they're bolder. So, like they've they've been making more sounds, and they've been louder throughout the day. So that's been cool to hear all the different birds. Which I, I one day soon, I, I want to get into bird watching. Like I, I, it's one of those things that's hit me over the last month, where like I appreciate birds a lot more than I used to. I always liked birds. I've developed a taste for birds, <laughs> not meal What? <laughs> not as food, but like, as in like spotting the different kinds. And I've noticed cardinals here. Uh, I think we might have chickadees. I'm not sure. I, I'm not good um, enough to like, to, but the songs yeah. have been great. There's one bird that sounds like they're singing the blues. It's like three notes, like a five, four, one progression. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, no, so I, I've enjoyed the birds. I really have. They've, they've, um, you know, sometimes I'll just sit around for like 10 minutes listening to the birds, you know? Well, what and, birds uh, need most is water. So if you want to attract birds, if you could put water outside somehow. 
by your window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of people who 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 uh, feed birds and attract birds um, around here. So that's why I'm lucky enough that even though I'm in New York City, you know, I'm in an area where where like there's a lot of trees, there's a lot of park parks and a lot of squirrels, a lot of birds. So it's it's a uh, it's been nice, you know, to 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 take a look at that and. As the weather gets warmer, it's been cool going, you know, uh, nothing like uh, jogging around Vicks Way is amazing. Like with, with deer running around and stuff, you're running and there's a deer running next to you. <laughs> and uh, and it's, been, it's been, it was awesome. I had a great time. Shut up, John. Over, uh, <laughs> 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 no, but it is, it's very serene. I hear, I hear you. I love it here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's been getting me through a little bit, like listening to birds. It sounds silly, but it actually it helps is, a lot. It calms Vic me has searched what bird calls bird on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Home, yeah, yeah. Really? That's that's freaking amazing. Because I've been doing well, that too. Well, that's, like, yeah, that's the thing. I, the last time we all spoke, um, I, 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 I remember I was saying that I was hearing the birds, and, and I, I kept hearing this one bird that seemed to have followed us from – queens the black cap chickadee and uh he his song is more like um so you know and i kept hearing it i'm like you know what fuck this i'm gonna go on youtube i'm gonna i'm gonna check out bird calls i listened to 15 minutes worth of bird calls like a psycho and of course yeah i I do that i do that right and um so then the second the second video i pulled up the very first the very first call was the black cap chickadee. So at least now I know what he looks like. Um, he's so cute. He's a black, black and white bird, and he's he's kind of short and stumpy. He's tiny. Yeah. 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 I think I've seen those around. Oh yeah. Too. Very big and yeah. Um, yeah. So so that it's been cool. And the cardinals, the car, and and I, I'm not. I think they're robins. They look like Orioles, but I've seen robins. They have like an orange chest. Yeah. yeah so I, I've seen those around lately. I don't remember seeing those guys. What? I, I've been seeing a lot of bluebirds too, and they're cute. Robins and bluebirds. Yeah, bluebirds. They are. There's no bluebirds around here, but like I, I've seen a couple. Of like when I travel, it's like. Good they're stuff. big. Good stuff. Big. We have, and they're cute. And we have, very cute. Yeah, we we have oh oh here. Oh oh, we thought you died, man. We thought you. Uh, we had theories going around that you might have swallowed a container full of uh, Clorox wipes to cure yourself and died. But like, it's good to see you around, man. How you doing? Hey guys, uh, I just been uh, listening. I. I logged in a bit late. Um, yeah, you were talking about uh, birds. Um, I'm in Kew Gardens, Queens here, right by Forest Park. It's the best. And, um, yeah. The best. I've seen, um, just today I saw uh, right by the apartment building, um, cardinals. Uh, I've seen a um, bunch of blue jays. Blue jays. You know, so, yeah, there's a lot of cool birds. Yeah, man. And, yeah, oh, starlings. Starlings, of course. And, uh yeah, and you know, obviously, what what's the most op- common of all uh, is uh, you probably see them just about everywhere in the world. I would think is uh, sparrows. 
people just don't even, you know, pay him any mind. They get no respect, sparrows. Well, they're cool, you know. All birds get my respect. Yeah. Hi, Chris. How are you, Chris? <laughs> hey. All right. Cool. I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, I started listening about um, 11 minutes after the hour. Okay. Well, welcome. Welcome. And uh, Thank you. how's everything with you and yours? How's your family? Okay. Good, good. Yeah, so that's it, man. Like the little things, the nature, the, uh, the you know, the, the breeze, the sunlight, you know, the blue sky, when we have it, the weather's been horrible in New York recently, um, which is, this is when we could use some really warm weather and a nice warm spring, and of course that didn't happen, uh, you know, so... Uh, but that's yeah. April, though. Right? Yeah, April Maybe is showers, usually yeah. always uh, cool. Like we always say, um, the seasons always arrive late. Uh, so yeah. for for the weather to be nice, you always have to uh, wait for May in New York. Yeah, May is, May is the time. Same up yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. May is. Yeah, I actually, on the topic of birds, a couple months ago, I went out to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and there was a bald eagle sitting on the fence. Did you shoot him, John? No. no. Freedom! Freedom! <laughs> Did he talk to you about the Constitution? <laughs> no, he was he was eating something that I decided I probably didn't want to see what he was eating, and uh, so I just observed him from a distance and then went back inside. <laughs> you don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, don't disturb his meal. Yeah, yeah there's tons of there's tons of hawks, but I never saw a bald eagle, and apparently it happens, but it's very rare. And hawks, I. I saw a hawk flying around with a, a a squirrel with no head, and he lands on the fence and he's eating the squirrel with no head, and so that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> birds, birds, birds have no shame, man. They're just like you know. They'll dig into you know, anything. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fucking dig into you anything. Know. Jesus. Yeah. No. No. It's a. But but that's cool. Even you know even that like whatever it's regular nature. And, but but it's cool to see. I pretty cool to see hawks. I, I wish I could see hawks. Sometimes here when the weather gets crazy, you'll, I'll hear seagulls will come in from from uh from the water. And you'll, oh, seagulls are pretty common in New York City. Yes. Yeah. So, so you just like have a, to be a little closer to the water. But it doesn't have to be very close to the water as long as it's not too far away. You um, you definitely hear them. Yeah, there are, and there are some hawks in New York. I looked out one day yeah. in Queens, and there was a hawk ripping a pigeon apart in the backyard. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot about pigeons. That's another one that everybody takes for granted. Pigeons, of course, and and there was a hawk, or I, yeah, I really don't know. I believe it was a hawk, and it was uh, right by the apartment building here. Like uh, it was kind of, um, you know, checking out, uh, you know, looking for prey, you know. Uh, and um, I've seen some other, like you know, owls and um, some some other. I don't even know what it was. And in, in Forest Park, all way up in the tree, some big bird that uh, I don't even know where it was, but it was was different, you know, pretty unique. Now you don't see it every day. So yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of that going on around here. Right, because there's no there's no pe there's not as many. No, people. even before that, 
even before I didn't real I didn't know I don't know if because I haven't really paid that much attention and I haven't been in the Forest Park area so much until the last few years. But uh, just a couple of years ago, I, I noticed so many Blue Jays and uh, other very colorful birds, you know, like I said, even like um, the, the Redbirds, That's the right. Cardinals. And I don't think, I don't think that, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, this, I've, this may be a more recent thing. And this this uh, uh, predates uh, the COVID stuff. Well, yeah. with hawks, um, while we're still on the subject, uh, with hawks, they they I, I were were they not uh, in large number in the city? Like, I, didn't they make their nests in the um, like in the skyscrapers and stuff? And the people, it was I know I remember there was a problem with with hawks swooping down and you know trying yeah, trying, trying to, to get dogs. Yeah, yeah. And then this this one this Whoa, one building they they got in trouble they cuz they like chased the hawks away and the hawks are protected but they the the hawks would drop like bones and body parts <laughs> down onto the sidewalk. It's true. So you you come you come out of your apartment and like a, a squirrel leg would fall <laughs> on your head or something. Crazy. Yeah, I remember hawks being very prevalent in um in Manhattan not too long ago. There you go. Yeah. I haven't heard it, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, hawks. Yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty awesome. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, everyone. Everyone likes nature, but when you when you start attracting nature, particularly in Florida, you you can't just attract one thing that you like. You end up attracting a whole ecosystem. Yeah. And so things eat. Yeah, things eat other things and. We we have bears here, but they're black bears, and they're they're kind of scrappy. We there's no like grizzly bears or, but the, they'll still mess you up. You wouldn't want to get attacked by a black bear. <laughs> no, you don't want to. You don't want to cross paths with a bear. You know, if you can avoid it, you want to avoid it. And it's crazy because uh, when I was running in the winter, I make sure that I'm very well lit. You know, like I have a, a headlamp. I got my my uh, uh, my 200 lumen flashlight. I'm lit up, you know, just in case. Because if I hear something, and and, I, and in the night, if I'm running in the winter and it's it's really dark, I don't even listen to music because I want to make sure if I hear something, I could either stop or you know stop stop and walk. Um, and 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 the bears that I've seen, the, all the bears that I've seen have been daytime bears. All of them. Well, wait, how can you see a bear at nighttime? <laughs> well, I have never crossed paths with a bear at night. So With your flashlight. Flashlights. <laughs> Plural. But I don't listen, fuck around. <laughs> after seeing that bear today, you cannot go out at night running no, again. I, I, well, Sorry. That, uh, Just I'll saying. Be fine. That, what, are the lights enough to scare the bears? Well, I figured they would stay away because they, they would probably mistake me for the car or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I should. <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think the bear is afraid of your flashlight. But it's possible. For the most part, nature doesn't want to mess with you because you're not. If they can't you're, you're identify any, me, yeah, you're not anybody's meal. And so, for the most part, you're pretty safe around around all these creatures. And. Um, I mean, usually they they attack out of necessity, or you get too close to their 
yelling right. or, you, or something. And I stay on the road. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you know, if you're gonna, if you actually, if you're stumbling around, and you accidentally kick a, a, a baby bear, you're gonna get mauled. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm running in the road and I trip over a baby bear and I get mauled by the mother. <laughs> and like here, if you go the out and there's a guys. bunch of snakes, you know, sometimes in snake season they go into heat. I guess they're all breeding, and you'll you'll go out and there'll be like a snake orgy, and those guys they all just slither away from you. You know, they don't wanna mess with a person because they can't eat you. I mean, why would they want to attack you? And what happens though is you can step on a snake by mistake. And you know, that's like the don't tread on me flag. Don't step on me by accident. And uh, that can happen like when things get cold, the snakes slow down and get lethargic. And then they, they might not be able to get away from you. But and then you step on them and they snap and bite you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. So I mean, I mean, we're we're lucky enough to have some connection to nature, uh, you know, and and that's been getting me by. And the meals, uh, cooking has helped, and uh, I I think that that's been that's been good. And I have a, it's sounding like things are going to we're going to try to at least open things up. And so that's, that's good. You know, if, as long as it's what the key is, if we're going to open things up is we have to be realistic. And if things start to, if another outbreak happens or the cases start to pop up again, then we have to close. Like I, and I think that like places like, I think it's Georgia, South Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, if those places feel that they want to open up and, 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 you know, go for it. And then, but just be realistic. If three weeks down the road, your cases are blowing up and then you're going to have to close down. And then, you know, I mean, and if they don't, if the cases don't pop up, then, then I guess it's a good sign. I mean, that's the way I see it. I mean, all politics aside, I mean, I, I don't know. And hopefully we can get back to a new normal as they say, you know, yeah. Let, let time. Let time tell. Let time. There's no reason to restrict at this point, unless, you know, you know, let it be. Let let let's. I know that new lives would be put at risk if you open up and you're wrong, but like new lives will be put at risk if you don't open up too. So like, there's two sides to it, and let time tell. Yeah, time and everybody everybody knows about social distancing now, and a lot of the country is is, uh, you, you know, already distanced enough that there's no reason for them not to be open. You know, like if you can't if you can't go to the grocery store and just keep a, a few feet away from people and, and not get it, then you're pretty much doomed anyway. So, you know, yeah, like if like I was saying, like, you know, one day I was freaking out because uh, some crazy chain reaction happened. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I just did I just compromise myself that I, I touched this and somebody else touched that and I touched this. And, and, and I'm like, you know, if it's that, I mean, I'm taking every precaution and shit, but like, if it's that easy, then we're doomed, you know, basically, because like, eventually it'll get you. You can only be this uh, safe for so long. So, you know what? Open up, you know, places that don't have current, like big, ca big case loads, open up, but be realistic. If Georgia, 
in three weeks starts to show that in the Atlanta area, there's a huge, you know, increase in cases and you got to shut down. You got to be responsible. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think anyone, I I don't think anyone wants to go into a crowded business. You know, if you go to the barber shop and it looks crowded in there, you're going to turn around and go home. And, you, you know, people are going to grocery stores and they are going to Walmart and they are going to the places that are open and, taking precautions. So why can't those same precautions be taken at other businesses? Even if you're a barber in a rural area, you probably have a big parking lot. You could drag your barber chairs out into the parking lot and and cut hair out in the open air. And I think the, the small business people, they're very resourceful. They were able to open a business and they don't want to get sick and they don't want their employees or their customers to get sick. And I don't think we need anyone telling them to stay in. Now, a place like New York is different because it's so populated that it's it's really hard to open New York up and social distance. But I don't know how you ever open New York up. Well, uh, then, but using that 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 train of thought, John, how would you open up any city, any urban, any city is a, a highly dense urban area. Atlanta, Georgia opened up. We're going to see what happens in Atlanta. They did they really open up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Like? I mean, are, are they close to like New York? Are they close in population and MTA? Atlanta. No, no. Atlanta is a yeah. lot less of a population. Atlanta is a lot less of a population than New York, but like it's a lot more of a population than like rural Georgia. Yeah, there's nothing on earth is like New York, or at least nothing in the United States. And New York dwarfs oh. every pretty much every city. Well, you got you got Chicago, like... you got you got L.A. I mean, there there are well, other cities. L- still, L.A. L.A. Still is very difference. spread out. And most people yes, drive where they're going. Beast. Phoenix too. Phoenix is like a hundred miles across. It's crazy. It's <laughs> they, they just keep because you, you know since the land is so cheap, it's all desert around there. Rather than build up, they just keep building out into the desert, and and it it just spreads like a disease. So <laughs> so there's the, these cities are no big, but they're, they're different from New York. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> Spreads like a disease. But yeah, all the city, all the cities are going to have it hard. And but really, why should why should rural people or suburban people be punished because the city can't open up? You know, it doesn't make sense. It's it only makes sense in a kind of like egalitarian way where like we're going to ruin your business because it's unfair to. It's only it's unfair to ruin somebody's business in a in a in a urban area and let rural people go Suck about it. their business. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of these states happen in state and stages, state by state. And a, a lot of a lot of these rural areas are open. You know, nobody's enforcing the this lockdown. That that is true. If, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to I mean, I don't see, though, how the economy or how these businesses ever come back. You know, like if you're if you own a restaurant or or even anything, you know, if you have to do the even an office in Manhattan, 
you, you know, if you have to come back with like a quarter of your staff because you have to spread out everyone's desk or cubicle or, you, you know, your restaurant, you have to spread out the tables, all your overhead stays the same. And your business model is set up to be running at or near capacity all the time. And unlike an individual, businesses tend to hemorrhage money when they can't, you know, if you open up at 25% capacity, you could actually lose a lot of money every week you're open. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you open and you can't get, and you have to get social distancing, it cuts down your tables. And when it cuts down your tables, it cuts down your profit margin, your profit mar your whole business is set up based on a certain amount of capacity. Makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, your your electric bill, like the the guy at the bodega around the corner from me, he said his electric bill was like ten thousand a month. Jesus and, Christ! Uh, yeah. What? But he's That's got insane. he's got big he's got big walk in refrigerators. You know where you walk in behind all the soda and the and the groceries and, and there's like that. storage yeah. back there. So imagine imagine refrigerating the energy it would take to refrigerate. Uh, a space the size of your living room, let's say, or your kitchen and living room um, down to like, you know, whatever, 35 degrees, 40 degrees. It's, uh, it's, it's businesses are, most people don't realize like the scale of, um, the scale of expenses is so much greater. And, but do you have to keep making money? You have to sell a lot of sodas to justify that electric bill. Yeah. And is the supply there? Are you getting the sodas? <laughs> yeah, are you getting the are sodas? Are you getting the eggs? About... Are you getting... Yeah. yeah, a lot of people didn't pay their, whatever their last order was, they didn't pay it. Or they haven't been paying their bills, their debts. And so, so a lot of businesses have all this debt, too, that's backlogged, that nobody, you know, if you canceled your order for for uh, $5,000 worth of chopped meat for you to make hamburgers and broke that contract, yeah, your supplier is going to say, well, I want my 5000 before I send you any more hamburger. So, so there's a lot of problems like that. And I don't think, I don't think a, a lot of businesses can stay, uh, can survive long enough to get their, their, uh, business back you know get their clientele back and it's going to be it's going to be very hard yeah yeah and like how do you pay your rent it's like a chain a chain reaction your rent is kind of a function of what income that space can produce for a business but now if you're at a quarter capacity because of social distancing you say okay well i'll only pay a quarter of my rent and so your landlord only pays a quarter of his mortgage, maybe. And the bank, you, you know, it just goes down the line if you don't. Uh, so it's really it's really going to be hard. A lot of businesses are are well, finished. That's, that's where the federal that's where the federal government has to come in. And that's where you're going to have to see a lot of large scale forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of lost money. People are going to either have to say, well, we got to start from zero or. Um, you'll, you'll never get out of that debt that, you know, you'll, cause people aren't, you can't, how can you pay a, a debt if you don't have the money? Well, like, like, listen to this. It's just going to have a bunch of un unemployed and a bunch of homeless. If you, yeah, if you own, I, I've done research, if you own a 
a restaurant or a, a food business, your rent shouldn't be more than 10% of your total expenses. And, and so, so then you have to buy the food. You have to put money into the, um, the repairs of your stoves and in, in your kitchen and refrigeration systems. You have to hire wait, waiters. And, and so all those expenses, they don't want you spending over that when you're doing your budget, it shouldn't be 10% more of, it shouldn't be over 10% for your rent. Okay. Um, so that, that's crazy when you think that you're not, you're going to get that business back like you had those customers for back like you had for a long time. So you will not, you will not be making money at all for a long time. The answer is the unfortunately the only answer at this point is that we're going to see the return of chains. Big businesses, big corporations have the connections to be able to withstand it. Not that they won't be hurt too, because a lot of them operate on, on debt and whatever. But I think that you're going to see where all those little, you know, Vicks clam shop. You know, it's, it's not going to open up again. And <laughs> Why Vic? Why Vic's clam shop? <laughs> it should have been Vic with Jilly. Ramos's rice and beans. Ramos's <laughs> is is uh, rice and beans. It's going to be replaced by TGI, you know, TGI Fridays. You, you know what I mean? Like uh, like that kind of stuff or McDonald's, right? But you can only have so many of these places. I mean, I, there's yeah, going to be a lot of everybody's going to drop dead from heart attacks because of all the <laughs> food. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's probably Your fucking head is swollen like the elephant man. You're going to see the return of big business. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the last 20 years with the gentrification and all that stuff that went on, you saw a lot, an explosion of small businesses and people respected small businesses and people wanted to support their local small businesses. But those small businesses are not going to be able to withstand this hit, this heat and this hit. And but, I think that's what you're going to see. But we've also seen, thanks to Amazon, eBay, we've also seen the destruction of these chain uh, big lot stores with exception to, let's say, Walmart. I mean, uh, what, what was well, the they, recent... Yeah. Like Kmart wasn't it? Kmart's out, right? Mm-hmm. Kmart's yeah, out. There's a lot of them. AC Moore's out. JC Penny. JC Penny. Uh, Macy's. Well, those guys were already, you know, as uh, with Gerald Salente says, uh, you know, zombies basically. You know, you know, like they got uh, bought they out, already, and they liquefied. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were already dead, those places. Those places yeah, nobody continue. nobody that... wants to go to the mall anymore. So right. people with uh, – and, and you, you know, next time you go to a mall, which you probably never will, but if you <laughs> if, if you get drunk – Are you drunk kidding? I'm going there, there first. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, look at, look at the volume of – look at the sheer volume of space. You know, the ceilings are maybe 100 feet high, and all that space has to be heated and air-conditioned. It's very yeah. inefficient. And all the lighting and, you know, you talk oh, about yeah. an electric bill. And insurance uh, and, and, and 
not to mention each individual business there has like a huge overhead already to begin with. The the mall is already the mall is already dying. The mall is dead. Uh, online shopping is the thing, uh, but like, you know, are you still a Walmart has a better chance? What what is that? I hear a cat in the background. Sounds like a cat. Yeah, there's a cat at my door meowing. I guess it wants food. Does it does it want to does it want to chime in on uh, the small business? <laughs> You know, um, but, but, but yeah, the, 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 uh, the, hey, we welcome cats. We, we have no problem with cats. I love cats. We don't discriminate cats, dogs. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh, so I think that that's one of the trends you're going to see, which is, which is giant, you know, the big chains, a comeback from the big chains and, and, uh, It'll look different. You know, maybe your TGI Fridays is going to look like a small business on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's gonna that's seating, you know, outdoor seating and less. Rainbow says rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> a TGI Fridays company <laughs> sponsored by right. TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, T- TGI fried, you know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Taco Bell, right? Yeah. You know, I, I live in an apartment. Rich, rich genuine Italian restaurant sponsored by Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Vic's Olive yeah. Garden. Vic's Vic, you know, <laughs> Vic Italian Garden. Sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. So that, hey, that's, 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 you know, this is a prediction. Yeah, it's, that's it's, interesting. It's, I don't hear anybody else talking like that, right? I don't hear anybody else saying that. It's been mentioned. Uh, you know, you're, you're hearing it on the far left and the far right. You know how this is going to affect small business, and it's like the death of small Corporate business. Sponsored small business. Uh, well, no, that's the next one. Yeah, you know, that's a, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Right? I haven't heard that's that. That's all ramblers, man. No one else is talking about that shit. We are well, officially taking credit for that idea. Get ripple. The bright new drink for that ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. Ice-cold Ripple is the new drink for lively people. It's the wine that winks back at you. The ice-cold refresher with twice the pleasure. Next time you feel like a drink, have a Ripple. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Monsters do have their place. In the zoo. In your nightmares. In the deep. In your favorite horror movies. But not in your living room. On your TV. 
Don't let pay TV be the monster in your living room. Pay TV and cable TV companies are seeking the right to charge you for the very programs you now get free. If you want to stop pay TV and save free television, sign the petition in the lobby of this theater. Let your lawmakers know how you feel in the fight against pay TV and cable TV. Your squad is ready for you to lead them through. With Johnny 7 OMA, you charge! Fire grenade! Bullseye for Johnny 7. Watch out, tank! Fire anti-armor shell. Fire anti-tank rocket. Johnny 7's got him on the run. Johnny 7 fires bullets like a rifle. Fires like a Tommy gun. Now it's a cap-firing pistol. You've won with Johnny 7, the one-man army gun. Yes, and it, and it will be posted. It'll be there. I have a... <laughs> I have another idea here. I have a couple. I mean, if you just give me a couple of minutes, indulge me for a couple of minutes here. And and the and the the first thing is, I live in an apartment building. There's a bunch of families here. It's like crowded. It's scary. You know, like if you have your own home, it's great because like you know, your own home is your own home and your own property. Unless somebody stumble, you know, sneaks in and spreads germs, you know that you're pretty much safe in your area as long as you don't go out and. You know, when you go out, you come back, you wash your hands, you're good, you know. For me, yeah. our challenge has been that, you know, we go outside the we, we go outside the door and in the hallway you can run into somebody or the garbage chute, there's a handle there that everybody touches. Or, you know, the, the elevator, which I stop taking the elevator unless I have to, unless I have like a laundry cart or something going on. Take the garbage chute. Yeah, take the garbage chute <laughs> down, and then get incinerated. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> so, so then, so then, um, one of the things I've started to do is I carry around, besides gloves, I carry around with a Clorox wipe. So here's how you do: you, 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 when you have something that's like a common knob or a common handle or something that everybody and their mother touches, you grab it with your Clorox wipe. In that way. You're avoiding getting the germs onto your hands, but you're also wiping out sterilizing for the next person. Yeah, so it's like a mitzvah for all, you know. And And, forward, I like that. Yeah, so so yeah, and someone that's good because someone in your building getting sick is not going to help you be good for you. Exactly, exactly, and so and so you kind of you know lessen the odds or the laundry machine. Yeah, the, the laundry machine. I go downstairs to do the laundry with the mask and the gloves and all that stuff. And and uh, and the handles where you open the you know, the machine, where you push the buttons, all that stuff, you, you do it with a Clorox wipe. And and the elevator buttons, you touch you touch it with a Clorox wipe. And I think if more people do this, it lessens the odds of contamination within an apartment building. So it's something to to throw out there. Um and also, I'm going to throw this out there, and this is officially a rambler's idea. Possibly the legalization of marijuana, if that's sped up, you may see <laughs> you might actually uh, be able to counteract some of the economic effects when you think about it. If you introduce the if you legalization of marijuana into every state, then you're looking at a windfall of taxes coming in. And, and and just like a revived, you know, there's going to be a lot of small businesses, a lot of big businesses that wake up, you know, that get up and, and, and start opening up marijuana dispensaries or start, you know, 
planting and stuff like that. And that might be a way to kind of crawl out of this. That might be the kind of black, I, you know, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you because I think when we start opening up, they're going to be looking for ways to make money. Yes. And I think Lebanon already legalized marijuana uh, this week. You know, they're, they're one of the first countries to do it. And, and uh, I think, I think that's, that's going to, that's one of the keys, you know, people like marijuana. Most people like marijuana, like for better or for worse. And, and a lot it of could people keep rioting it. down as well. Let's be honest. You're not going to riot if you're fucking, you know, stoned, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You know, you smoke the atomic bomb. You, you're not going to drop the bomb. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. If you if you're going to I mean, even if you are out there protesting, you're going to be pretty fucking docile. Yeah. I what was some, that? Uh, was like, somebody is somebody's emptying their bladder. It sounds like. <laughs> no, actually, that that was me washing my hands. Oh. I'm worried you guys might have cooties. John is providing the sound effects for this broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so I think those two things kind of, uh, you know, you know, those two two things you might have potential in a new economy. You know, that, but also the Clorox thing. Keep that in mind when you're. Going to the supermarket or think something like that, or you know, if you happen to be out, you know, it can't hurt, you know, to wipe down, to just like grab handles and stuff with, with the Clorox wipe and just sterilize where other people have touched. So, um, yeah, so that's what I do now, I think about these things as I'm doing laundry nowadays, hoping I don't get sick, you know. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, uh, you know, what is normal going to look like? And are we ever going to like, for instance, the common practice of shaking hands? You know, I I personally think it's such a fucking tradition. I really don't see that going away. I see it not happening very quickly. But I mean, how, you know, and then like, who wants to be that first person to, you know, stick his hand out and then, you know, be treated like, he had just wiped his ass with it barehanded and nobody wants to touch it. No, I'm serious. You know, th- think about that. I mean, a common, a common practice of sticking your hand out, you know, and then people are like, oh my God, radiation or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Have, you know how I don't see that driving. going away. You, you know, you used to have driving gloves in the old days. You'll have shake handshaking gloves. <laughs> you carry them around in a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> latex. Yeah, yeah rubber, rubber glove is like a hand condom. You'll have to put on your hand condom before shaking hands. <laughs> oh God! Gotta make sure you boil people before you speak with them. <laughs> Unprotected handshaking. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unprotected conversation. You know, it's Son, I have to talk to you about handshaking. <laughs> you know, Billy. <laughs> you might. There might be a day when you walk in and somebody will stick his hand out. Don't grab it. You know. Unless you have protection. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm giving, these are your first pair of handshaking gloves. Yeah. Made in Italy. You know. <laughs> anyway. 
But, it's uh, lambskin, Billy. Don't oh, worry. Hypoallergenic. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. You guys remember that, right? Sat Saturday Night Live, Phil Hartman from the early nineties. Yeah. yeah. I do. Do you know what a condom is, Billy? <laughs> no, no, I don't. It's fucking this creepy ass old man sitting on a stoop in the city. But, yeah. Anyway. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. How about just talking to one another uh, is an issue because uh, you know we, we're all spitting yeah, on each other. Really. On the micro, on the microscopic. <laughs> level i mean we've all had a conversation with someone where you could feel a droplet of spit hit your face <laughs> the worst is when it hits your eye and you, you know you're grossed you're grossed out but you you don't want to be a dick and start screaming you right. spit it's, on me you're talking to somebody you sounds like you, you, you realize you're talking to daffy duck <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we all we all put out microscopic <laughs> levels of, of spit as we talk and uh, I mean, I just have to think if it's if it's so bad, if it's so bad that, you, you know, you can't talk to another person, you can't. Uh, I, I mean, then everyone's just going to have to get it. And that's it. Right. I, I and the same way, too. That's a problem because humans are social creatures. We are social beings. I mean, I, I think we were in quarantine for a week or two. And already people were like, listen, I want to go back to the office. I can't take this. Just. I mean, not that the office is good and people no. want to actually work. That's not it. They want to see fucking other people. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, not me. Yeah. Today I was in Aldi in Strasbourg. So Strasbourg is like, that. that's where all the germs are. I mean, the germs are everywhere, but there's a lot more people going to the stores in Strasbourg than anywhere else. So I'm in Aldi. It's just me. And people are, their wagons are even six feet apart. Like there was this lady who, who wouldn't budge and I needed an almond milk and she's just standing there and she sees me and she doesn't know what she wants from the refrigerated section, but she's not moving. So like, I just say, excuse me. And she gives me a look that I'm getting close to her. And today Personal I felt, space. now I've been to that Aldi a lot since since the quarantine happened but today i felt like a lot of people were like don't don't get close to me and it's gonna get and even crazy even looking at me like looking because i had a handmade mask oh my gosh <laughs> a teacher who who we love made all five of us masks right and she said i'm not charging you and like i'm thinking is he looking at this mask are these people looking at my mask like Oh, no, it's not the mask. <laughs> it it was just... You were evading her personal it was, space. It was <laughs> not just that woman either. It was lots of people today in Aldi. Yeah. Were looking at me and other people like... Sizing you hey, up to see if maybe you're sick. Yeah, they right. were looking at, at people in a weird way. I like, didn't want to get out of the first, car. Yeah, well, first, but, don't go near me. Yeah. Second, um, who are you? <laughs> what are you buying? Um, but lots of like looks, I and, and, and they were looking at other people the same way. Oh, and I, and, and last week at the same Aldi, this lady was going nuts. Okay, oh, get this. Good. She, good. she she's she's very unhealthy. She's an older lady, very unhealthy. Her cart is full 
of meat and eggs, like six packs of meat, six packs of eggs, six packs of meat. It's just her. And she's not wearing a mask and everybody else is. And you know how Aldi is, is like Stu Leonard. You just, you walk through the aisles and then boom, there are the registers. And you, you shouldn't go back, but if you have to, it's not a big deal. So she's telling everybody who's now following the rule of, you know, how to enter and exit. You know how 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 your wagon faces the way of the path of Aldi, but if your wagon faces the other way, or if you're on, if you, if I'm on the zucchini and onion side, right? You guys know if you've been to Aldi, and then there's peanut butter and jelly in the same aisle on the other side. So if a wagon was on the peanut butter and jelly side, she was yelling at people saying, you know, the rule, the one way rule, your wagon shouldn't be on the side facing that way or that way. It has to be on, on the right side only. And she's, she's nasty to people. She's telling that I was followed the rule by accident. I was just on the zucchini side. But every time I ran into her in another aisle, she was making sure in a nasty way that she was telling people without a mask on <clears throat> how they're not maneuvering around the store the right way. And then we're checking out together and she's um, complaining. She's not, she's not wearing a mask. She's complaining to the lady checking her out <laughs> about the people not being in the right areas in Aldi. And then there she is like by the I. I, I spraying her spill on her. I paid. I packaged up. I brought it to the car. I ran back to use the bathroom. And these people. Are and she people. was. She was still. She was just getting like we were online at the same time. But she had so much crap that there she is with like her fifteen bags and her six eggs and her six chickens and her. And like she was still barely packing. Yeah. And so, worrying about everybody else. And so every time I go to this Aldi, it seems to be getting worse and worse. And today was the worst. People like the whole social the social cues are down the tubes and 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 socializing is down the tubes. Yeah. And people are really getting nutty now. And I don't know when when down, when so. When we'll all be able to visit a store and feel okay and safe, and especially local businesses, they're so small, and that's a worry local businesses are having. Well, when I open up, it can, I can only have three or two people in my shop, you know, like, so anyway, I just needed to tell you about this Aldi in Strasbourg and how people are acting that's horrible. freaking weird. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, people are getting crazy and, 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 and they're taking their usual insanity and now it's translating to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, down down here I was at Walmart the other day and I could tell you for sure some of those people at Walmart have cooties just by looking <laughs> at them. But in general it's about I'd say about 40% of people are wearing masks and about 60% of people are not wearing masks. And the people not wearing masks look more, for the most part, look more affluent than the people who are wearing masks. And so I'm still part of the no mask crowd. I do have a couple of masks, but um, 
masks can actually put you at more risk if your mask gets contaminated and you're you keep using it over and over again you're you're putting germs on your masks. face and holding yeah. them close yeah it's yeah true. If, you, if, your breath. If, you, if you take it off the wrong way if you if you take it on and off if you take it off and then put it on and take it off and put it on then you're you're touching your face you're you're, you're touching the outside of the mask you're, yeah, it's true. It it is an additional risk that that I'm surprised. Yeah, but people people are being very unfriendly down here, and it's funny because usually everyone's friendly, and you have to be careful not to say anything to someone else at the store because they want to have a whole conversation with you. And I think what it is is not so much that that they're necessarily scared, but they're trying to respect everyone's space, like somebody might not want to talk to you because you know and, and then you feel like you're getting then you feel like you're getting stuck in an enclosed space with a bunch of strangers walking by you you know you you, you want to get the fuck out there as quick as possible you know, you want to be out in the fresh air at the very least as soon as possible you don't want to get stuck talking to a bunch of people yeah yeah, conversations kill like that's Stone Temple Pilots. Song. Yeah, <laughs> they, they very well can. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so you, you have a lot of insanity going on, and and uh, and so it's it's pretty it's pretty. It's, are we we're damaged post traumatic stress disorder for an entire world basically, and and uh, mm -hmm. it'll take who knows how long before we actually get back to like being able to not not look at everybody else around us as lepers <laughs> so, so yeah well well also you know there's a lot of people who think that the only way to bring back the economy is to go to war and going to war you convert a lot of your workforce that would be unemployed into soldiers and uh, so that's something to be concerned about if you're, what's the draft age? Well, 18 to 35, 18. is it? No, no, I think it's like the 27. <clears throat> okay. Well, I, I guess I it all depends it on how they uh, do it. I mean, if, if we get into a, if it's a non-proxy war and we get into it with China head face to face, head on, you know, the, the draft age will be 50. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. even yep. now, let's say, let's say, oh well, that's a conspiracy. This is the United States. We're not going to go to war just to give the economy something to do or give unemployed something to do. What you have to remember is there's other countries in the world that are much worse off than us. Yeah. And so, if if Iran, let's say, invades uh, Iraq, or if you, you know, as all these countries in the world, all all it takes is a, a couple of them to start invading each other. And, and who's being sponsored then, by whom? Yeah, everyone gets sucked war. in. Everyone forms alliances, and so it it is a real concern. And it's not it's not as it much is. of a conspiracy theory as just like. Oh, the military-industrial complex is going to stage some event and put us in war. It could happen organically, just because we we have countries who are probably going to be desperate for their own survival and for their own government not to collapse. And if you're if your government if you're the government and you're about to collapse and the people are about to you, you know burn down the capital, 
if you could come up with a, a war or any kind of diversion, you're, you're going to do it. War is a real possibility right now. It is yeah. like, it's not even alarmist. It's not doom porn. It's a real possibility right now. Yeah, it is it's true. It's very true. It's, there's so many potential flashpoints at this point. There's Southern, there's the South China sea, there's the middle East, there's South America. There, there's a lot of uh, potential there for that. You know, if if that's if, if all else fails, they take you to war. That's the quote, right? So, yeah, and then and then there's, there's Europe too. I mean, just because you're white and liberal doesn't mean you uh, don't go to war. The all the other world wars were started by white liberal people. That's true. Well, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was liberals, but I'm sure liberals were involved in the votes for war. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, it, it wasn't as clear cut as like some right wing, crazy war hawk, right wing people. Yeah, you know, a lot of it, it was kind of like a mix of, uh, I guess it's unfair to call them liberal, but, you know, national socialism, the the word socialism is in there for a reason. Now, it's not, uh, it's not the same kind of socialism that Bernie Sanders talks about, but it is a form of socialism. It's not, uh, it's not libertarianism, that's for sure. Yeah, so so yeah, this is this is a possibility. This is a this is a possibility at this point, and and uh, and we don't know how many uh, countries have been affected. So one thing that I've been looking at is uh, the the statistic for excess deaths. So what that is, because obviously none of our officials here or anywhere in the world, you know have their act together when it comes to stats and reporting and then, you know, you factor in the nursing homes and all of that stuff. So what, what I've been looking at is uh, articles talking about like countries, like if you take the death rate in uh, January through March of 2018 and then 2019 and then 2020 from January to March, you'll see a spike in certain countries over the last three months or so. And those they're they're not testing for COVID. They're not they're not testing for any of that stuff. But somehow their death rate is up by like five thousand compared to the same time last year. So if you if you look at those stats, you'll see countries like Ecuador, for instance, which has like a huge like seven thousand excess deaths according to the stats. And of course, it's not like the gospel, but like it's one thing I've been looking at. And and so you have to imagine that there might be some COVID stuff going on there, some covert COVID stuff going on there. Um, and, and so you look at countries like that and, and you look at New York city and there's like an excess death rate that's ridiculously high. So, so these countries are like affected that we don't even know about you. you they, they might be in a desperate situation, like John said, and, and, and countries in a desperate situation do desperate things. Yeah. Yeah, you do desperate things, and 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 and, uh, and and so this is this is really a scary time. Yeah, you know? and, and nobody's nobody's going to invade anyone with the, when the disease is around because your military has to live in close quarters, and so it's not it's unwise to start a war when you have a, an outbreak. And I do believe that the coronavirus exists. I mean, there are some people who think think it's all a hoax. 
I do believe it exists. I don't believe it's as bad as uh, they're making it out, but I still believe in taking every precaution. And you can have an excess in deaths, even if the coronavirus isn't directly killing those people, kind of the same way you have a, a shortage of toilet paper, even though nobody's wiping their ass more than they used to. You know, if nursing homes have a mandate to not send people to the hospital to try and, you know, do their best keeping them there. And, uh, you know, there's also people who are people are staying home who maybe have some chest pain. And you're like, well, I don't want to go to the ER. And, right. <laughs> you know, they have a lump on their, uh, you, you know, you, you, you're, you're scheduled for your mammogram. And you say, well, I'm not going to go get my mammogram because... It's risky. And so you you have all these these unrelated deaths that that happen from like people. People canceled their chemo. They canceled getting their pacemaker put in. They canceled all these sorts of surgeries. I I know people who canceled like they they were set to get like uh, some serious surgery, you know, to repair something. and, And they had to cancel it or half measures had to be taken. Uh, just to kind of kick the can down the road. And those people are at higher risk. Who knows how many people have died because of stuff that could have been treated in October that cannot be treated now because there's simply not enough medical personnel. There's not enough space. Nobody's putting enough effort into it. Yeah, and And what about like when they open back up and everyone who who had had an issue during coronavirus, you know, runs and tries to make an appointment with their doctor at the same time? Oh yeah, it's an it's like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory. It really is like it's it's like it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and and it's and doctors are going to be desperate. Who know these doctors who are paying off loans, who are paying off their homes, their kids' college funds, all that stuff, and and have like been losing business over the last couple of months. They're going to like overschedule. You're going to be in a waiting room with like a bunch of people, you know, breathing the same air for hours. It's, it's, it's scary stuff. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've been through recessions and stuff, but we've never seen unemployment where let's say every restaurant in New York city can only have 25% of their tables either because it's the law or because they just don't have the customers, which probably both will be true. If you're a waitress under normal circumstances, if your company fails, it's because like the boss didn't do a good job or the, you know, you can go and get a job someplace else. Somebody else is always doing good. But if everyone has to cut staff 25 percent, I mean, where are these people going to get jobs? It's going to be a situation where where there's going to be a lot of people who good people too, not people who suck, good people who their their whole field is cut down. And they can't get a job anyplace. That's kind of where we're at right now at my uh, hospital. I mean, it's not a lack of work. It's the fact that um, by by law, you know, we're well, it's it's not law, but um, the hospital is losing money because, you know, we don't the patients are being told to stay home and all of those. Uh, appointments, like you guys said, the can got kicked down the road, and all those appointments have been starting to get, get rescheduled in June and July. Hopefully, you know things are pretty much open at that point for us here in PA. But 
you know, we have a lot of work. It's just um, in order to avoid, you know, layoffs, they had to cut our hours down to like 24 a week as opposed to 40. So, you know. Yeah, and you don't want to you don't want to lose your job right. because being being a hospital worker, if you go get a job someplace else, you'll be low man on the totem pole, and you know probably you, you, you'll be. You, well, I mean, you could end up like on the front lines of coronavirus, and I know if you were sing if you were single, if it was just you, you'd probably be down for it. But you know, you got your family to worry yeah, about. You can't be bringing shit home. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a crazy time, it really is. I I don't know how they're gonna do it. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm very curious, um, and it's gonna affect. Yeah, it's it's every it's every aspect of the economy all at once. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen this before. You know, like yeah, 2008, the there was a banking. Yeah, all over the world. The whole world is depressed. 2008 isn't a pimple on the ass <laughs> of this crisis that we have right now. It really, like, this is something that's going to directly affect all of us. It's in 2008, we were able to pontificate from a distance. We won't be able to do that when, 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 when we see the real effects of what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Real estate so. is pretty, real estate is pretty much frozen. Nothing's getting listed and nothing is selling, but there's huge amounts of views on everything because, you know, everyone's at home and they want to look at things. <laughs> and uh, it's there's no there's no lockdown. Real estate's considered essential because people need housing. But really part of the problem, too, <clears throat> is a nobody knows what this is going to do to the real estate market. But it's hard to figure out any way that it does something good. And <laughs> so everyone's who's prudent is waiting and seeing. And then the other problem is banks just aren't lending people money. They they can't, started canceling loan commitments a long time ago. And I mean, you can't blame them. You're the government saying people don't have to pay their mortgage. So why would you write new mortgages? Yeah. And yeah. they're probably really scared that there's going to be a whole round of defaults. And, you, you know, how are they going to operate without? I mean, I know, have no sympathy for banks. They really they really take advantage of people. But how are they going to operate? Like if if they're not getting their their uh, their monthly payments and that affects people like these mortgage funds, the people have their pension in it and all kinds of, it's just like a, an onion. You keep peeling layers off of it and you get another layer of someone who's yeah. affected. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And, 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 and we, we better hope all politics aside, we better hope that these states that are opening up don't get flooded with a wave of infections because if they do, then that means that we're going to have to wait out the entire country. This is just the coasts right now. When you really think about it and some isolated spots, Detroit, you know, some isolated spots throughout the Midwest, but mostly this is the coast. If this starts to go into 
the Midwest and penetrate the Midwest, forget it. We're going to have to, we'll be here for the rest of the year waiting it out. Yeah. And actually you don't even need a, a big outbreak of infections. All you need is like an indication that things aren't going good. And then that can be blown into a panic yep. because you, you never know, you never know when it's time to panic as an individual, you don't know. And the, the government and the authorities and the media and, uh, everyone else doesn't know you know if a few people get sick is that a an indication it's all going wrong or is that just a few people are going to get sick because a few people are going to get sick right so so like we're going to see and, and like you know all the debate and all that stuff we'll, we'll see the next few weeks will tell us europe opened up a lot of things are opening up a little bit like a lot of countries in europe so we'll see. Well, yeah. And if, and if, but you could also see that's, that's, but see, okay, we open up, right? We open up tomorrow, right? Magic pill, drop of a hat. We open up tomorrow, right? It's going to take a long time to get things even remotely looking the way they used to financially, socially, across the board. They're already, Lauren just told me that um, the New York Post um, uh, had reported recently that they're telling New York City teachers to start preparing for remote teaching come fall. So that could be just as a precaution. But if you're talking about, you know, homeschooling the kids in the fall, um, you know, what, what does that mean? Like what, what, I mean, the, yes. The, Germany. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you, great point. Germany canceled Oktoberfest. I just read that today. So you already got and people canceling two seasons really? away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so that we're talking October, Oktoberfest, October. Yeah. So like, these people obviously believe that there's a second wave. Fall, yeah. Gonna, yeah, or that there's going to be some sort of problem. So that is scary. scary. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you homeschool, if you do remote learning for for students now, instead of one teacher teaching 30 kids in a classroom, one teacher could teach 3000 kids. You, you know, if you're if your learning is 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 in the form of like videos and and I mean, yeah, you'd need someone to do some Q&A and and maybe one on one work but i mean if this becomes like a permanent thing it could it could really shatter whole industries and how we think about whole whole industries and whole professions you know might yeah um well they the, might like the yeah, kid is less work right but if the kids are staying home and being taught remotely who the fuck is staying home with the kids that's right. That's the other thing, which is the workers who yeah. have kids who rely on the school system. Rely is the wrong word. Who need somewhere for their kid to be while they work. You can't take your kid to the office. So, yeah. so like that doesn't mean that you're not responsible or anything. It because because some people paint it that way. What it means is that logic states the laws of physics state that if you have to go to the office and your wife has to go to the office. The kid can't go to the office with mom or dad. The kid needs to be somewhere. Right. Even if the kid did go to the office, like where would they, where would they sit and learn? Like how would they learn? Exactly. Exactly. So, so like 
yeah, some, some, you know, what do you do at that point? You know, one parent just has well, to stay home and, you know. Well, you, you ban, what, what used to happen, I mean, we didn't always have like free daycare for everybody. You, you band together with, um, with, with some other families and, you, you know, one mother takes care of, uh, you, you know, 10 kids during the day. And if they're all the same age, maybe they're all working on the same but stuff. John, if you're going to do that, if you're going to have 10, 15 kids in one space, you might as well keep the schools open. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm serious. But yes, yes, and, yes and no. Because let's say, let's say uh, you, you and Lauren, for instance, you've come up with a, a, a criteria for how you're living. And, you, you know, do, whether you wear a mask, you go out at certain times of the day, you wash your hands, you sanitize. Now, when you send your kids to school, you have no control over those other families and how they're uh, keeping safe from the, oh, the disease. But if you if you know a few people who and the Jews did this, I think it's called a kibbutz or something like that. Kibbutz? No. What? Kibbutz? 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 Oh. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a commune when the Jews had a rough time in Israel and they formed these like communes where where one mother would would like one family would take on one role, like all the cooking for a bunch of other families who had to work or child care. But yeah, if you get together with 10 like minded families who, you know, and trust and they're they're doing the they're implementing the same standards that you are and they live in their local community so they're your local community so you're getting you kind of have the same exposure pro points then the the kids are far safer than like being thrown into a public school where there's uh, exposed to hundreds way, yeah exposed to hundreds and all it takes is that one kid who's like uh parents think the the coronavirus is fake or you know my life's too important i i can't uh that's true you, you know so think, yeah uh, i don't know but i mean education i know uh tyler and for some of his friends tyler said what the hell i might as well be going to university of phoenix if everything is online and so, so a lot of his, a lot of his friends, and then a lot of other college students. I heard it from him first. Now it's in the news. College students all over the country they want their tuition back because they didn't pay for online school, and of course the colleges aren't giving it back. And if the colleges switch to online school, then they don't need to get the ridiculous amount of money that they get for tuition. You know, it's not it's not fair to charge people. Uh, a, a regular school price for an online school, and maybe every, if you leave people in online school for long enough, maybe everyone likes it Mitch, better. All the bubbles have popped at once. That that that's what we're seeing. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, you can't change human behavior. Like even let's say let's say NYU opens back up, how many kids kind of liked it? doing it online and maybe they will switch over to university of Phoenix or something like that. You know, so you, you don't get people, people don't just, once they're routine, people are creatures of habit, but then once you break their routine, they become creatures of a different habit and it's not easy to get them back. And where sure. we prolonged this shutdown long enough that people are adapting. They're coming up with 
new a ideas. New yeah, new routine, new... new ideas, new habits, new beliefs. And companies are trying to adapt too, where they're they're figuring out how can we cut waste, how can we cut down our on our employees so that we get social distance. And so, I mean, that's not good, but you you have to you have to cut down on your employees to open up supposedly. But meanwhile, you're not supposed to fire anybody. I mean, I don't. None of it makes any sense. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Right. I don't think anybody really knows. <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows. Nobody, nobody knows nothing at this point about. Nobody knows nothing about nothing. They, they don't even. They can't even give you the straight answers about what this uh, virus can and can't do. You got some people over here that say it's not airborne. You got Cuomo uh, preaching that it, the droplets can stay in the air for three hours. That sounds pretty fucking airborne to me. Um, you know, uh, you know the the antibodies are the way to go. The antibody test is not a hundred percent. The 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 vaccine, um, uh, all the the tests. There are like eighty different tests by eighty different companies that are coming out, like left and right, and none of them are accurate. So yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. knows what the fuck is going on. No, and nobody knows, will the test detect this specific coronavirus that's supposedly killing people, or will it affect the hundreds of other coronaviruses? You know, will they test positive? There's just so many questions no one can answer. Even if you fucking recover from COVID, you know, they're saying that you might be protected for uh, 10 months, you might not be protected. So you could get this thing again. It's a coronavirus yeah. over and over. <laughs> yeah, you might well, only be protected for a couple of weeks. And then there's some people saying it comes out, it comes back stronger. And everything you hear in coming out of the news all over the world is it's all contradictory. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so what somebody told me is that in the last days of the Soviet Union, <laughs> All these crazy news stories were coming out every single day. There was a new news story of what was happening and people didn't know what was happening. All they knew was that all of these news stories had to be lies. And (laughs) (laughs) so someone told me that and he said that's how he feels like, uh, you, you know, everything, probably everything you're hearing in the news is lies right now. Yeah. I mean, everything, I mean, yeah, you know, that wouldn't be surprising. The thing is that it's, it's uh, scary because the most important question of all is how strong is this in the sense, not strong as what it'll do when it invades an organism, but how strong is it as, is it, will it get into the Midwest? And, and, and and if it gets into the Midwest, it's going to be a long time before it circulates around there. And that's the number one question, and nobody can answer that question. And we're just going to have to wait and see. And that's – wait and see is the, – the, people don't like wait and see. Wait and see makes people nervous, you know. And that's exactly what we have. Wait, wait and see sounds like trial and error to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fuck? Trial and error with your body. Yeah. yeah Let, let's open up. Go back to the office. Let's and let's see what happens in a couple of weeks. Fuck you. I don't want to go back unless you tell me that you got a fucking you know uh, I don't know something you can give me a shot and I'm good. I'm I'm good for a year. 
the <laughs> Midwest is gambling. The Midwest is gambling on this not spreading as, as much as people say it is and on this being overblown. And if their gamble succeeds, then it's going to make the coasts more, the coasts are going to be more emboldened. But if disaster strikes somehow and this thing starts exploding throughout the Midwest, then we're all in deep shit. As a, and, and I'm afraid that at that point, there'll be no way of fixing the situation. Like, that's, that's the way I see it. At, at this point, what makes us think that it will not do to the Midwest what it has done to the coasts? That's the only, my question. The, the, only, the only thing that, you know, you would hang your head on is that the Midwestern population, for the most part, is more rural. It's less packed in. Uh, there's more of an awareness of the illness than there used to be. So, like, what happened in New York and in Europe is that we all were taking the subway every day until mid-March without knowing. I ate a fucking sandwich. <laughs> I ate a sandwich on the subway in February. So... so you know, so so like we were caught with our pants down, and <laughs> and, and 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 that's why the infect. So like the hope is that you know in the Midwest that's not as likely to happen, but you do have you do have packed inner cities in the Midwest, in Missouri, in Illinois, you know it, it throughout everywhere, Mississippi, Kansas. Everywhere you think of Denver, Colorado, you have cities that are packed in all these places. And that's your, you know, and if it gets into those places, forget it. It just starts to spread like a brush fire, which which we've seen. It, it, it really feels like a when, not if. So, but if it's a, if it's a when, then we're, then we're just screwed because I don't know how we, we go through the waves of, it's a, of this. It's a communicable know. disease. I, I mean, you can't tell everybody to, to, you know, make sure they wear their condoms and, and, you know, there, there's very little you can do outside of washing your hands, wearing a mask. And the, keeping your immune system up because these yes. people who have virus overload, like yep. the nurses who, who aren't sick, but are exposed to these germs and who aren't sick, then they get the virus and it gets them really sick. Yep, because of the viral viral yeah. overload. So so I I feel bad for those people. And then and then they're young or they're they're healthy and now they're on a um, ventilator and they it, it doesn't look good for them. So it's sad. Just sad. It this, yeah. this whole thing is yeah. Yeah. But guys, I'm gonna sign off because I I need to um, get some sleep. All right. <laughs> awesome. Good to hear from you. You too. I'm going to be watching my Outlander and I'll probably fall asleep. Good to hear from you guys too. All right. Stay healthy. Good night. Don't, yeah. don't, kill, don't kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> Stop killing. Uh, uh, listen, yeah. the next, no, I am the next. Thing in my Amazon. She is going to kill. Jesus. No, listen. There's the next thing I have in my Amazon cart is ant ant killer for the outside, and I have the little. <laughs> I have an order of um, mouse mouse poison in the cart too because we. I heard mice the other night, and I don't know what they were going to nibble at, so I might order that. 
I know, I know. I don't want them chewing through wires. Yeah, but the thing is, we, no, we what, get, what you can do you could get you humane traps. Styrofoam in, in acetone, that, uh, just you can trap them and then you can release them. And you just spray that stuff on everything and set it ablaze. And... I okay. I <laughs> yeah, we we I do have some repellents that I made now. Or some uh, repellents, and, natural repellents. And I have the things that you plug in the sonar but the sonic, it's yeah. not really doing anything so i i really don't know what's happening up there it's not like it's finished and i could really hang out and inspect and clean up um so there has to be an easy way for me i know and it's not it's it's families so yeah if vic would and they go they they go away as it gets warmer. So now that it's getting warmer, it's in the cart. Like it's not an issue. There was an issue a while ago when it was, I heard scratching every night, scratching, scratching, scratching. They were nesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it's not that bad, but so will I be killing any more animals? Well, I don't want there to be a house fire because they're nibbling at the electric, John. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm weighing the situation. All right. Sounds like every other personal response we get. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're weighing the situation. If, you might if, be surprised. It, it might be a, it a very simple solution uh, that doesn't necessitate killing, but I, I don't like know. I haven't looked into it to, to keep, be able to tell uh, you. Squirrels and other prey creatures away like a manly musk that's what you got to develop <laughs> maybe bears wait we got we, attract them we have meat. a lot of um stray cats so we love them we don't feed them but they love our yard and we're like oh good the more we see the better because they're just hanging out, watching the grass, waiting for a mouse to run across. So we're happy when we see them, but the mice are, are somehow getting up there. Not as much as they used to, so that's good. I only hear them as of late. So yeah, I'll, I'm gonna, don't worry, Chris, I'm not gonna buy it right away because that's not really a main concern. It, it, it was those squirrels, that was rid ridiculous yeah that was the whole house was shaking the ceilings were shaking they were going nuts they were zoom, 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 zoom. I, I they may have been fighting each other or, or like you know playing around up there because it was it was a ruckus man yeah it was, it was a fucking you, you need to order vic a rape whistle in case he runs into a bear while he's <laughs> jogging <laughs> really yeah i mean air horn probably scare the shit out of it and, and and it'll kill me faster. Jesus <laughs> well, good night, everybody. It was good talking to you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> yeah, loud loud yep. noise scares most stuff away. A horn, a whistle, a gunshot. Good night. A gunshot. Shotgun.
Yeah, that fucking thing, that thing was fucking huge, man. That was a big-ass bear. I have never seen a bear <laughs> that big before. Couldn't even see its legs. It was so big. It was all body. I couldn't. <laughs> Yes, yes, they are. Um, hey, they're Vic, open, uh, that, but um, they're only um, allowing six customers in at a time. Still open? And I, they, they may have cut their hours. Uh, Earthlight, yeah, they may have cut their hours too. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I, I was, yeah, I, I thought it was. Oh, really we cool. love that place, man. It, but at least they're there. Yeah, the stores here have all cut their hours too. I was surprised when I heard about Aldi's because um, I didn't know, you know, about Aldi's. I'd never been to it. And then they, they have one open yeah. in the mall in Queens here. So I went one time uh, and I was just shocked. At, at, you know, it, you know, it makes it makes your most conventional backward uh, American uh, supermarket look much better. It's like bizarre man it's like everything seems like plastic you know, I, I, it doesn't even feel yeah, like they won't yeah, give you a bag so strange no. yeah I mean, it looks so so cheap to me i was like oh my yeah, god i'm getting yeah, they, a whole lot of you man <laughs> have their frozen Jeez. food is actually a pretty good quality but they they don't really have their, anything their food is a good fresh product. At least here, they don't really have anything fresh, and their produce is very limited, and it a lot of times it's half spoiled, and then their meat is like packaged up, prepackaged. It's not like packaged by a butcher, yeah. and and a lot That's... of times I don't think the quality is as good as a regular supermarket. So, yeah, I think it makes we a were, Dollar Tree. We, dollar were, tree we went to good. that one. That's the one in <laughs> Rego Park. Like yeah, we went to that one. We were not impressed. They they are a good couple yeah. of years behind okay. where we are. When we first came here, I went into the Aldi and I said to Laura, "We're never coming back to this fucking place because the the everything was thrown around, and like like John said, the meat was a very poor quality." The thing look things look gray, you know. It just didn't look right. But the, I would say about three years ago here, because we're going on five years that we that we're here. This October will be five years. So I would say maybe three years ago, we went into an Aldi and uh, that had just remodeled, and it it's unbelievable. Their produce is great. Um, their meat department expanded. Yes. Um, next time you come up, Chris, oh. we'll, we'll take you to the one over here and all of them. It's not just one. Um, we've been to, I think, four separate Aldi and they're all like remodeled. They're all very stocked, especially the meat department. They tripled their meat department size. Um, I mean, you're not going to get exotic cuts, but, you know, they, they, they'll have, you know, the main cuts of meat, the, uh, there is a lot of plastic, like they won't give you a bag, but there is a lot of like plastic. Um, but oh, oh, the food! Oh, I got. Well, I mean, the, the food it itself, fake. the food and the packaging oh, yeah. and the look, the image—you know—it just seems so processed and 
yeah, it looks really cheap and fake, like scary. Like, you know, I'm used to seeing that. We, you know, it's everywhere. But I, in that store, it just hits you over the head the, the, even more than any place yeah, I've ever the seen. Guy, that the was guy, my impression the, the two, with the, the two one brothers, um, the one, one brother owns the Aldi chain and the other brother owns the Trader Joe's chain. And I remember... I remember you telling me once that, yeah, I heard that something you like had that, a yeah. similar experience with Trader Joe's. You're not a big fan of Trader Joe's. They have weird food. That was. <laughs> uh, no, no, they're, they're, they're way better. They, they, they look weird way better food. than all these. I'll tell you that. They, they do have a lot of food that's uh, oh, yeah. not really great. It's it's right. a little bizarre. Next but I mean, all these them, is we'll way worse. We'll take you up to this one here. Um, in in Stroudsburg or even the one in Lehigh, I really like the one in Stroudsburg. Um, they've 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 come a long way. I think that's the only Aldi you guys have, right? In in Rigo Park, I don't think Aldi really made it into New York that much. Yeah, yeah. No, I was surprised so that I it existed. Maybe you know, shafted. yeah. Maybe they're. It's. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be conspiracy, but. They might be. Uh, it might be hard for them to get stuff because of the 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 mafia that that run the. I don't know how they break up the stores in New York. It's crazy. Like you know, you can't have a, a key food in this neighborhood. You can only have Shoprite or you know, vice versa. Yeah, well, that's why I shop at Western Beef on Metropolitan Avenue. They have the best mafia connection. <laughs> to Western Beef. Western beef is like old school, man. You can get your fucking uh, chicken, chicken feet. You can get oh your, uh, you can get your your uh, your cow molars. Oh. You know? Yeah, and, and every every bad. time every time a witness goes missing in some no, the meat trial, was bad, I man. there's a little bit of them in my Western beef hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, old meat. That place had a lot of like no, they're old good. meat. They're right, right gray on that and all beautiful that. creek. How could anything be bad? <laughs> Fresh water. The waterfront. Yeah, of course, Newton New well, Creek. Close of course. Circles, right? <laughs> circles. <laughs> why is it? Why is it? Whenever we get to like one fifty-five, we start losing our shit and start talking about all kinds of crazy shit. It's well, insane. It's when we hit our stride. Yeah. yeah Got to start right out there. like that. Right at the end. Oh, it's man. Good. It's like that well, great album. You know, it's like the album with the great last song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Day in the life. <laughs> yeah. So, great. anyway, I think we're going to shut down here, right? They're, they're shutting us down? Yeah, pretty much. We're at 159.30. So, that's it, man. We're with another one in the bag. No, this was right, good. Nice. Saturday night, you know. What Saturday night. Yeah. yeah That's it. All right, Chris. Yeah. All right, guys. Take it easy. So. And on the cool, check it.